1: All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast. My name is Bill Troche, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, lead college football writer here at SportingNews.com. Welcome in to our Wednesday edition of the All-America podcast, where we're going to look ahead to a very, very tasty week seven. Uh, We'll take you through some viewing windows, get you set up on what to look for, On Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening, as you sit down and consume, which should be a great week, we'll have a little Trochi trivia. Uh, We'll update our confidence contest. It's getting tighter, Bill. It's getting tighter. I I had a Uh, bad week. We'll make our picks again, and then uh, we'll wrap it up with the trivia answer. Uh, So, Bill, uh, you, you said it to me this week, best week of the season. Yeah, we were looking at kind of looking ahead, always do to the next week. We've got
2: several matchups between ranked teams. I think, what, five, six, five, five five? Five at least. Six, five, yeah. And Clemson, Florida State, they easily could have been one too. So
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, a lot of t- it, it made doing picks against the spread for sporting news very easy this week because I think there's only 13 games with top 25
1: teams. You, blow, you blew right through it. You should be giving me three extra stories with all that extra time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no comment. But, um, <laughs> you know,
2: uh, yeah, they they uh, definitely it, – it, it's going to be fun. And I don't think – I think there was a stat out there, something to the effect. There haven't been three games between ranked unbeaten teams in so many years. Um, and the three games between ranked unbeaten teams are really, really good.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Can't wait. It's going to be a great, great Saturday.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: kick it off so friday night sometimes we have a a a window friday night to to recommend i think we're going to stick with the baseball playoffs this week thursday a little bit friday eh, let's let's skip ahead to saturday noon where the big fox game is going to be undefeated number 10 penn state against undefeated number five michigan big ten about the fox pregame show just follows michigan around the country no matter what who are they yeah. playing or anything it's just it should be just the michigan pregame show i think at this point uh, urban Meyer is going to be uh contributing to the the the, uh, the big blue booster club in a minute he's right. been he's he's spent more time with michigan than uh, i think he did with ohio state when he was coaching ohio state but uh anyway bill can we, first if you were commissioner maybe we could mike de from sporting news is sitting down with kevin warren uh, today, in fact, uh, at the Big Ten Media Days. I don't know if you yeah. knew that, uh, for a Q&A. and a uh, And he was asking me what questions I should give him. One of them I should have said was that the Penn State-Michigan football game, he, if he could institute a rule that it was always played at night and always with just a little bit of snow falling around in the background because I think that is the setting that we need for this game because it would be gorgeous. But anyway, this one's at noon. Uh, It's at Michigan. Your thoughts on the biggest Big Ten game of the season so far?
2: See, I would do it at 3.30. I like 3.30 330 in October when you get the sunset and all that kind of stuff. You can have a little bit of snow if you want. A little chill in the air. And you should have your listeners go back and go to the 1997 Michigan-Penn State game and listen to Keith Jackson's intro. It's like one of the greatest – like pregame, he was the master of it anyway, but that was like one of his best ones. And I, I remember going back and listening to that a couple of years ago. I did a story about the history of the Michigan-Penn State rivalry since they came to the Big Ten. There's there's some angst there. They don't necessarily like each other. There's plenty of behind-the-scenes stories from both programs from that. Um, and, and it's the same with Harbaugh and Franklin. I mean, Harbaugh's four and three against Franklin. They're, they've exchanged some blowouts. The last three have been close. Sean Clifford did win at the big house in 2020, so he can do it. Um, you know, but the Wolverines are, are really good at home. They're 7-3 and three against the spread their last 10 home games. I think the big question is, will Jim Harbaugh win and will he turn McCarthy loose and let him throw it? I mean, right now they're throwing in a 20-yard box. They're running the football. But I think, like Urban Meyer was saying Saturday, that at a certain point, J.J. McCarthy is going to have to go win them a game. He didn't have to do that Saturday because their pass rush got it done in the second half. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. I, I, I always like this one. I mean, it's probably my third favorite big 10 game between Ohio state, Michigan, and then Ohio state. I like the Ohio state Penn state rivalry a little more because they, they've had some really good games over mm. the last five years.
1: No doubt. Yeah. Michigan, they're six and oh, everything's going great they've you know admittedly it's been kind of a boring season for michigan so far but that ends on saturday no question about it that the opening kickoff and i will be looking up that keith jackson intro oh as soon it's as awesome. we get as soon as we get off this well, podcast. And, and then another side note with the game obviously you
2: know living in pickerington here i i coached basketball with uh harold ford he was a fullback on the uh or a running back on the Michigan national championship team in 97. I'm around Marcus Ray quite a bit talking to him this week about that. And, and some things he's got going on in Pickerington. He was another member of that 97 team. They uh they'll be honoring those guys this week. So it has been 25 years. And that team really got on the national radar when they smacked Penn state at Penn state and Charles Woodson's Heisman candidacy launched from there. And everything else was, was there. So I'm sure they'll be pretty riled up. The noon game window, I mean, this is the new I, – I like it. I mean, there's people – like, we talk to the guys in the office every week, Bill. It was like, you play when you play. You can play at noon, you play at four, you play at eight. It doesn't matter. I love the noon window, personally. I think it's – I think what they've done and been able to accomplish with that at Fox is a good thing for college football.
1: I think there's no question this game will be the highest-rated game of the weekend. Tennessee, Alabama will be close, but Penn State, Michigan, noon. It's going to get the eyeballs. It's going to really? be the number one. I think you so. Think, I think Tennessee, Alabama is going to have no. Nope, we, we'll get into that. Big, here 10, in a bit. Big Ten beats SEC in in viewership for the most part. If it's that's similar good, situations, it's going to be interesting Twitter to watch. Point. But I, I think Michigan and Penn State bring the. I mean, Ohio State probably brings a little more eyeballs than those two, but it's it's close, and we'll I'm have to check that, on that. I, I, I'm going to put that Twitter pull up today I, I'm, I'm
2: we can talk more about Tennessee Alabama here in a minute but that's that's a legit
1: good one that's it's gonna be classic. close it's yeah. gonna be close and uh, I lean big 10 on that and what a double header it's gonna be for college football fans now but now one thing I wanted to say about Penn State they've proven themselves on the road this year hmm? they're, they're going into Purdue on that first weekend Aiden O'Connell's a good quarterback it was a crazy night And they came through at the end and then they went down to Auburn. Auburn was still enthusiastic about things and everything. And they wanted to uh, pay back a little bit from the game the previous year. And it was another crazy environment and Penn state played great for 60 minutes. They got a veteran quarterback. So the fact that it's at Michigan, I feel comfortable that Penn state's not going to turtle on the road or anything like that. Um, I think it's going to be a war for 60 minutes and, and, really come down to last possession
3: yep
2: be a good game i got I, I mean i i got. I think michigan's gonna win uh just off off their track record jim harbaugh it could be a lot like last year they, they won this game 21 17 it took a big play um but it, it's the same question you're gonna have to ask about sean clifford in a few weeks can he beat ohio state can he go on the road and, and deal with this isn't the michigan defense he faced in 2020 they they get after the quarterback a little bit and um yeah, I, I I think it's going to be a fun game too. I mean, that's that's what you want. Mid October, big game between two really Big Ten power pa- houses, and um, it's the undercard to Ohio State. I mean, who wants Ohio State? That's really what we're going to find out.
1: I think that's going to call for Twitter spaces at at three thirty when right. that thing wraps up. Uh, the Sporting News Twitter handle. So let's skip right ahead to the the back end of that Big Ten SEC doubleheader Saturday afternoon. Number three, Alabama. At number six, Tennessee, 330, CBS. Both teams undefeated. Alabama, currently favored by seven and a half. This is the game Tennessee has been waiting for for years and years. Will there be, will there be too much pressure? Game day's coming to Knoxville. They have not been in this spot in a while. Alabama is in this spot three times a year. Uh, Bryce Young, sounds like he's coming back. Uh, it's Ross Dellinger of I SI thought pretty strongly he's got good sources inside alabama that young was coming back he's still supposedly day-to-day uh, uh, that's going to be a, a difference maker but first question is can tennessee handle the emotions and then second question what do you think the alabama quarterback situation
2: oh i mean they're gonna have to handle these emotions it's if they don't beat them now you've got to wonder okay when when you know they, they're fired up now they're four and one against the spread they you look at this game on paper, uh, like I was saying earlier, on paper, if you're just doing it on paper, Tennessee should win. Like they should win the game. They've, they've got an offense that averages 547.8 yards. They, they pass the ball. They average more points than Alabama. They've got a better passing offense. They, you know, they rank in the top ten in all of those. Um, Alabama ranks in the top ten in totally offense, scoring offense, and rushing offense. But some of that's predicated on they, they've been playing Jalen Monroe the last week and a half. So, I, I mean, I, I was down there in 16 and down there in 18, and, and it was similar type stories. And I watched Jalen Hurts just crush them in Nealand. And then I watched Tua just crush them in Nealand. And I wasn't there, but in 20, Mac Jones was the one that crushed them in Nealand. So, it's my way of saying this is Hendon Hooker's game. We've talked about him last week, we talked about him before Florida. Um, he's been awesome, and I think Tennessee can win the game. But what's given me pause is one, uh, Florida was close, um, they needed overtime to beat Pitt. And, um, I think Bryce Young's gonna play to answer your question, and he torched out Tennessee last year. So, you know, high emotions. I do think the viewership's gonna be close because there is a what especially if tennessee's winning at halftime because people as last week proved people like watching alabama lose and people like watching the end of a game where alabama could lose if it's close i think this one will be have a few more viewers than michigan penn state that's that's just but that's a i'm gonna put that twitter pull up today and see what people think. <laughs> it'll be a good one
1: The thing that the checkmark in Tennessee's favor is, you're right, they went to overtime against Pitt. That was a back-and-forth game. Florida, they put the foot on the gas, and then they didn't close well. They let Florida back in the game in the fourth quarter. LSU, they jumped on them, and they never let their foot off the gas. And so I think they're learning how to play from ahead a little bit. And if they jump on Alabama, I don't think they're going to let Alabama back in the game no
2: and and that's what – you know they got to do it this is a this some of this is what what if it goes the other way like psychologically speaking you've lost 15 in a row alabama bangs two quick ones in it's that you know like i was texting a buddy last night i said part of me wants tennessee to win this game because you get new blood and i was like part of me wants alabama to win this game to see the freakout factor and, and what goes on there if they lose again so but um and that's what makes it good. I mean, Alabama has won their last 3 trips to Nealon by an average of 36 points per game.
1: There's so, a, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of pent-up frustration among the the, the UT right. fan base and they are dying to let it out. They are yeah, they're going to be
2: that's going to be as amped up as they're going to maybe ever be in Nealon. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like I like games like that. Um still think Alabama wins the game though. I I I, I think Tennessee covers. That's a big number. For an offense that scores that many points but um mm-hmm. i think alabama wins the game tennessee covers yeah
1: and that's the thing we're talking about six games this week in our viewing window preview all of the spreads are between three and a half and seven points seven and, that's and a half good. points that's right good. like last week we talked about texas a&m alabama big game spread was 24 We discussed Georgia-Auburn. Spread was 29, right? (laughs) I mean, there were some storylines, but the spread was, you know, 29 points. All these games that we're going to talk about this week on paper should be close, and that's going to be fun. Honorable mention at the 330 window, another undefeated ranked battle between uh, Big 12 teams. Number eight, Oklahoma State. At number 13, TCU, that's the ABC game at 3.30. TCU favored by three and a half. Oklahoma State, the, the, the quietest top ten program in the country. Once again, they have a huge undefeated battle, and it's going to be overshadowed by Tennessee, Alabama, over on CBS, of course. Um, but this one, not sure why TCU is favored. Oklahoma State, 11-point win on, at, at Baylor on their resume, their first road test. They're 10-1 and one the last two years in Big 12 play. I mean, TCU was great against Kansas. They really were. They made huge plays in a difficult environment when they had to. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but this could be a letdown spot for TCU coming off a Kansas game because th- there was so much emotion and, and big plays uh, wrapped up in that game. How do you see this one playing out? The same. They'll they'll both get up and down, 34-31 um, either way.
2: Um the quarterbacks are just great decision makers. that uh, Duggan and Sanders have combined for 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, it's it's like we talked about this. I was joking about it yesterday's podcast. It'll be another flag football game in the second half because they'll they'll just keep scoring. But it's in the sense that they're executing, you know. And Oklahoma State's defense is better than I thought it was gonna be. And TCU, they they they're gonna run that offense unapologetically with Sonny Dykes. And the one thing with this game, the home team has won it the last four years, so it's on Oklahoma State to break that trend because when the spread came out, I honestly thought, well, Oklahoma State should be favored. They're, they're really good, but then you look inside that and it's like, okay. But So I think there's value in the Cowboys here and there's value in TCU as well, which makes it a really good game that, like you said, unfortunately is going to be in the shadow of that Alabama-Tennessee game unless that one gets out of hand then people will flip over to this one. So, uh, yeah, it's a great game. I, it's just another awesome game, and this is fun week seven that we have.
1: Yeah, I was all over TCU last week. I just really thought they were going to beat Kansas. They barely did, but they did. Um, this week I'm feeling it the other way. I'm feeling Oklahoma State. I think TCU – I love Duggan. He's terrific. And that wide receiver who made that touchdown last play of the game. With, I mean, the last uh, the deciding touchdown was – Amazing catch, amazing play. They they were really pushed to the limit, and they came through. It was an impressive road win, no question about it. But something tells me Oklahoma State's going to get them this week. Um, so let's move on. Saturday night, Fox. If you if you've survived the the Big Ten showdown, the SEC super showdown, now we got a Pac-12 super showdown. Number seven USC at number twenty Utah. This is a Fox game at eight o'clock. And the Utes are favored by three-and-a-half. I'm guessing this is the first time USC has been an underdog this year. Uh Utah, surprised
2: that they're an underdog. Honestly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, even on the road, I'm surprised after watching what happened to Utah last week.
1: Right. Utah had a little bit of a put-up-or-shut-up game against UCLA, right? And they didn't put up. UCLA led the whole game. Uh, Utah had a late, late, late pick six to cut the deficit from 17-to-10. Uh, but UCLA was essentially in charge most of that game. Uh, and now they're facing, if not a better team, at least a higher-ranked team this week. So, yeah, I agree with you. Why is Utah favored? All right. So, I mean, and we're going to find out. I think this is a Travis Die game. You know,
2: when you go on the road, you need to establish the running game. Travis Dye saw these guys twice last year. His four hundred yard games in the last five years or uh, weeks, Uh, we we focus on Caleb Williams and those receivers and rightfully so. But when you go on the road and and he just you you see what a difference he makes in this offense. So if Travis Dye goes for like a buck twenty five and a couple scores, I think USC gets out of there not only with a cover but a win. And this is a Lincoln Riley spotlight game because you saw what happened the last time they went on the road, Oregon State. It was not easy. (laughs) <laughs> and Utah's going to be playing with desperation. It's a solid football team. But I was just struck at how easily UCLA made it look. U- UCLA made it look getting up and down. Um, so, yeah, I-, I like USC in this game. And, um, you know, it- it- they keep marching on. And and that rivalry with UCLA is starting to heat up, as we touched on yesterday as well.
1: i tell you what, though. I just looked it up. Die faced him twice last year. He only had 29 right. yards in the first game, All 85
2: or so. The second, yeah, yeah. I, I looked that up as well, and I said <laughs> this is why it needs to be a Travis Die game. And and uh, they get that running game going behind Caleb Williams,
1: they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, that should be a great one. Uh, Again, I guess I mean Utah had their chance and they 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 failed. Can they bounce back? I don't know. I like USC. In that one. Um, Honorable mention Saturday night, some two good ones. Number 16, Mississippi State at number 22, Kentucky, 730 SEC Network. Mississippi State is favored by seven. Uh, Will Levis, he's on the depth chart as QB1. He returned to practice Monday in some capacity, but it's still kind of day-to-day for the Kentucky quarterback, according to Mark Stoops. Without Levis, Kentucky gained only 299 yards and scored just 14 points in a 24-14 loss to South Carolina last week. Mississippi State, they're 5-1, all five wins by at least 18 points, and uh, they coughed up that weird one at LSU where they were ahead 13-0 and then kind of fell apart. I really liked what I've seen out of Mississippi State uh, this year, and if Levis doesn't play, I don't see how Kentucky can, can win.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm saying and Mike Leach is starting to be pop up on my Twitter feed more, meaning they're winning. So people are listening to I saw something about coffee the other day It was actually pretty his, funny. I agree with them. theories. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> like coffee either, but I drink it. That's the same thing he does. I, I kind of treat it the same way. So um, but Will Rogers, as long as he plays like that, I mean, Kentucky, this is on the border of becoming a little disappointing. That they've lost twice. I mean, last week was a disappointing loss, obviously, with right. a quarterback injury, but they're teetering toward a four-loss season now, maybe five, and that's not what we anticipated. So this is a big game for Kentucky, especially if Levis is back, but I, I like the Bulldogs
1: for sure. They need to back up their off-season claims that they're a, you know, not just a basketball school, right? Uh, so another decent game on Saturday night, the ABC game. Will be number four, Clemson. You mentioned it at Florida State, seven thirty. Clemson, three and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, this is could be. You could say this is the toughest test left for Clemson in the ACC. They still have Syracuse, but I think Florida State's better than Syracuse. Florida State showed it. It's just not ready to win yet. Last week with that NC State loss, They're, You know, they lost nineteen seventeen. They threw an interception while they were in field goal range in the closing seconds. Uh, that was a questionable play call a questionable execution poor pass and nc state you know came from behind with their backup quarterback devin leary went down midway through the third quarter and fsu was up 17 to 10 and the nc state's backup quarterback did not complete a pass and NC State still rallied to win that tells me florida state has yet to learn how to win the big games and the close games and you know i i I don't see them starting to learn against Clemson. Yeah,
2: this used to be the mountaintop game in the ACC. This was the one Clemson had to climb early in the playoff era. Florida State won this game in 14. Um, But the last three weeks, the story to me has been DJ Uangalele, uh, nine touchdowns and interception passing, but also running for 65 yards a game. So he adds that added dimension in their offense, which doesn't have a lot of star power outside of him and Shipley. Like the receivers are decent, the tight end's good, but they're not like, this isn't, he's not thrown to T. Higgins and Justin Ross. So that was what the offense lacked last year. The defense will get tested because Florida State's one of those rare teams, when it pops up to me, if a team averages more than 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing, they can cause you problems. That's a good offense to me in college, like a really good one. So but but like you said, it is the big question is, has Florida State learned how to win one of these games? I'm sure they'll be amped up. It, it's quite the gauntlet for Clemson to go through Wake, NC State, little break. If they get through these next two, I mean, before those playoff rankings come out, you're going to have to start like lightly penciling them in.
1: Right. and they, they Well, they've got Notre Dame, too, uh, on the mm-hmm. slate, uh, a road game at Notre Dame. Uh, their schedules. Thing. Yeah, their schedules normally like a source of contention. I don't. They're piling up good wins. You're right. Yeah. It's better than you think. Uh they look great against BC last week, pulled away in the second half. That's that's what I expect out of them is their defense kind of holds the line for a while and then offense eventually just kinda bulls bullies you through and they get up to thirty or forty points or so. I think Will Shipley is their best player on offense. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah. He's terrific in the run game and the pass, you know, the receiving game and they they try to manage his carries a little bit. I noticed that. I went to the Georgia Tech Clemson game to open the season. Shipley wasn't on the field as much as you would expect, and I think that's smart because they know how valuable he is and it's a 12 game season, 13 game season. They got to figure out want to keep him healthy all the way and uh so far they've done that. So uh all right, well that is the viewing window preview. Time for the confidence Contest update here at the All-America Podcast. Bill and I pick four games against the spread every week. And we order them in a bowl confidence pool style. Four points, three points, two points, one point. And uh, week six saw yours truly again narrow the margin against Mr. Bill Bender. I had a huge deficit early in the year. I'm starting to come back. I went three and one for six points. But I missed my four-pointer bill mm-hmm. when kansas state won by one. Ah, oh, no i missed that one on the picture as it as a, a two-point favorite as a what's two the trivia point question favorite, before we do one do we have well, a I, trivia well no question? i'm just i'm gonna update oh. the scoreboard first okay uh you went two and two last week north carolina and tennessee were your winners so the season scoreboard reads bender 24 trochi 22 and we'll see if you i can cut uh, into it each week Always i know i gotta early. see if i can pass you here all right trivia question trochi trivia don't answer until uh-huh. the end of the show, okay? But you're going to have to think about this. Phil Fulmer, it's a Tennessee-Alabama-themed trivia question mm-hmm. in honor of the third Saturday in October. Phil Fulmer won 10 games against Alabama. That's the most of any Tennessee coach, okay? Mm-hmm. Who, who was the Alabama coach for Phil Fulmer's first win? against alabama and his last win against alabama Mm. can you name the two alabama coaches who suffered defeats to Bill fulmer his first win against alabama and his last win against alabama took me a little while to come up with that question so
2: i knew the last one but we'll wait but i'm trying
1: to think of the first one All right, so let's do our picks. I won again last week, so I will go first once again. Uh, to as we go down our four point, three point, two point, one point, my four pointer, we talked about this game already. We talked about a lot of my picks already, actually. I'm taking Clemson minus three and a half at Florida State. I think the Tigers are the best team in the ACC, and they'll prove it again. Wake Forest went into Tallahassee and won by 10. And I think Clemson's better than Wake Forest. Clemson won at Wake Forest. Uh, transitive property, Bill, it always works. Transitive property always works, right? So <laughs> I'm going to take Clemson to uh, cover the three and a half. Florida State's improved, but I don't think they're ready to to pull an upset or or, or stay within a field goal, Florida State. So that's my that's four-pointer what, is going to be Clemson. That's too. Oh, is that so, right? So, like, yeah, there's a wash. Like, both <laughs>
2: ways, like, I had that one down as my four-pointer as well because – and it just spooks me a little bit because if the line looks that easy, then then what's going on? Like, why is that only three and a half? That should be like seven, eight. Like, that's how I would have op- – Like, whenever – I don't know if you do that, Bill, but like when I look at those, I've, I try to guess sometimes just to see like, okay, what's that going to open out? I was like, Clemson, that's eight to ten, and then it's three and a half. I'm like, now I'm worried that Florida State's going to do something. But, yeah, I'm going to take – Clemson three and a half. I think just like I said about DJ's added running dimension, their defense kind of choking off Boston college a little bit last week. And um, they're, they're, they're quietly looking like a playoff team. I don't know if they're a national championship team, but they're quietly looking like a team that you can pencil into the playoff. I think they prove it again this weekend.
1: Yeah. And so speaking of trying to guess the line, you and I tried to guess. I was guessing, is Kansas going to be favored at Oklahoma? Yeah, huh, same. Yeah, like I thought – Turns out they're getting seven and a half. That's, so that's absurd. I'm going to take the seven and a half, right? Take your three? That's my three-pointer, Kansas. They were sensational last week, even in defeat to TCU. Backup quarterback, Jason Bean, he was great. Came off the bench, made huge plays, two touchdowns in his first two drives. Uh, you know, that was – that was as an impressive showing by Kansas in the defeat as any of their victories. I thought uh, on the other side, Oklahoma, I mean, uh, on a historically bad run right now, we still don't know if Dylan Gabriel is going to play um, Kansas getting more than a touchdown. feels like a slam dunk. If it, if you want to use a, a basketball phrase that mm. Kansas fans understand. So give me KU at the three. That makes sense. And um, you know,
2: obviously, uh, my three is going to be NC state. They're getting three and a half on the road at Syracuse. And that's a weird game. That's another good game on the schedule. The other ranked game, right? Like the Wolfpack. Um, they've controlled this series. I don't feel great about this pick, but um, is I Larry think they're healthy. Do you know? Yeah. I think he's going to play. So like, okay. I think I like them to go up there and win and, and keep that rolling. So I think, uh, you know, they're on track to get a New Year's Day six appearance, and you know Syracuse is good coming off a of bye week, so a little leery about it. Let not, no pun intended, but uh,
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the Wolf Pack here. I have not been impressed by Syracuse, but I I haven't been impressed by Dennis Leary either. I mean, right, I'm Devin Leary. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that game's a toss up. I don't know. I, I don't know where I would go with that one. Uh, my two pointer. USC getting three and a half at Utah. I think you know Utah's good, but they've <clears throat> they've come up short in their two biggest games of the year against Florida and UCLA. I realize both were on the road, uh, but the Trojans are coming to Salt Lake City. But if if it can get if I can get points for a team that's averaging forty points a game, that's hard to turn down. Uh, you know, I think Lincoln Riley continues to win and continues to infuriate. Oklahoma fans. Yeah, I had the
2: same one. So, I mean, like, I literally have USC two plus oh, and a half. Wow. So, so, we're thinking along the same lines here. I could switch one if you want. Um, no, no, but no, no, no I. I uh, this is how same, you're
1: trying to stay in front of me. You're, we're, 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 no, you're blocking me for any progress.
2: State, I'm regretting NC State because I'm reading these updates about Devin Leary right now, but um, I'll stick with it. I'm cool. Um, <laughs> USC same i think like i said i was talking about travis die they go in there they run the ball um and, and they get a win and like you said i mean this is going to be if you're an oklahoma fan you're going to watch lincoln riley win you're going to watch josh heupel playing the biggest game of the day you're going to watch you and know, you're going to struggle with things. kansas <laughs> yeah and then you're going to like probably chew your fingernails a little bit because that kansas game is not going to be easy so um yeah i'm going usc with my two as
1: well all right, my one pointer, I know we're going to disagree on this one. I'm taking Penn State plus seven at Michigan. I just see it as a close game. So getting a touchdown, and this is the way to go. Penn State has proven itself on the road with a tight win at Purdue and then a runaway at Auburn. I can see Michigan winning, uh, but this game is going to be tight all the way. I'll take the seven. That's a good pick. And I, I with the picks against the spread for sporting is I took Michigan
2: to cover, like, no, I didn't. I took Penn State, I think. The look, I went back and forth on this so much because I could see it being 28 23 type game. And I could also, you know, but I've been at a couple of these where like Michigan just destroyed them at home a few times and Penn State has destroyed Michigan at home time a few times. But those games, you kind of knew coming in, there was a gap. This year, I don't, I think they're both, it's going to be like a literal undercard or whatever you call the boxing match, where they get to go take on the heavyweight champ. Although, to be fair, Michigan is the champ right now in the Big Ten. Like, doesn't feel like it, right? Yeah. No, it, it still feels like everybody just assumes Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. <laughs> but Michigan technically has the Big Ten belt. So I, I think they protected that. Nine. We mentioned the 97 team coming back. That, they'll be pretty fired up. But it, your pick's spot on. I think they, they probably will be pretty close. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go. Te- I'm take Tennessee to cover. Tennessee to cover the seven and a half. And like I said, it's now or never, man. Like if you don't cover this week, if you let Alabama beat you by twenty eight points, that's on you. Then and I and like I said, it's that one. I'm I'm anxious to see the fallout either way because on one side one side we're we're saying, oh my gosh, Alabama lost. On the other, um, Tennessee. You know, you're seeing did i don't know if you saw that tennessee fans rap video on twitter last night it's i did
1: unfortunately i did
2: (laughs) set us back about set us back about 25 years as a society but it was pretty fun as as a
1: conference at least for the sec (laughs) like
2: like if you're trying to get rid of a stereotype as a fan base that's not going to help you but um you know i know plenty i part of ohio i grew up in i'm I'm immune to that. I'll just say that. I've seen – that's that's not something I haven't seen. Um, so, yeah, but I'm going to take the Vols to cover. And, and there is a chance, a decent chance they could win.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. They, they, they Alabama's due for a loss. I just – I couldn't do it. I couldn't
2: – Well, that's the other side. Full, full like,
1: confession, as a Vanderbilt fan, yeah. as a Vanderbilt graduate, I don't think I could take Tennessee in this game. But Well,
2: so we – I do this every week with you. I'm like, this is the week Alabama's going to – flex and show everybody they're number one didn't happen against Texas didn't happen it it was happening against Arkansas to be fair they were crushing
1: Arkansas and then Bryce Young got hurt so I was like I'm wondering they they pulled away too they won by 26 so
2: but it still wasn't like I feel like if Bryce Young played there wouldn't have been a hiccup they may have just won that game by 50 Um, (laughs) obviously didn't happen last week in the game that we're like they're gonna get their revenge and blood and all that stuff. So <laughs> if they just beat the brakes off Tennessee this week, I think that that fallout would be more significant than if Tennessee won. Because that could just rematch them in the big the SEC championship game. So that but that's I'm gonna go with Tennessee to cover. I
1: think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It is gonna be fun. All right. Speaking of Tennessee, Phil Fulmer his ten wins oh. against Alabama. The trivia question, the trivia answer is 10 wins against Alabama. What's the coach that he beat in for, to get his first win? And who is the coach he beat to get his 10th win? Is the first one Gene Stallings? Yes, okay. you are correct. Now, this is the tough
2: one because I think I know. 1995,
1: the, second- the Tennessee Vols beat Alabama
2: 41 14. When did Philip Fulmer start at Tennessee? I'm allowed to ask that since I got the first one. So he started in like 90. 90- three i think so yeah around yes, there so, and i was there i was i went to a tennessee game his final season so i'm gonna say mike shula
1: mike shula is correct yes 2006 I was... he beat uh, uh tennessee beat alabama 16 13 mike shula was the coach the and year. they
2: had i do know this part so the year before no. Nick
1: Saban came to town now I'm going to show off a little bit that
2: I think that the guy that scored the game-winning touchdown the last time Tennessee beat Alabama was Arian Foster, who has come and gone in the NFL and been out. And I think Eric Ainge was the quarterback. So it's been a while for them Wow. to do, to do and say, hey, I mean, 15 years, 15 years of, of losing. So like you said, the pent-up frustration, if there's a bad call, remember what happened against old Miss last year. They threw all that. They threw mustard on the field. I don't know why they golf whatever. balls. It could get. I, I. I'm. I'm saying this. I think that I, I'm. want to see the results of our Twitter poll, but I think there's. To me, there's almost more interest in that. But I think it's just because of that prolonged. I've watched Penn State Michigan games that have been great for years. This one, I feel like they've finally got a stage where you're like, okay, now I want to watch this game. It's not just going to be Alabama blowing them out.
1: Right, right. The uh, So, Fulmer's first game, I was researching this, 1993, Alabama-Tennessee. Tennessee was up 17-9. to nine. Alabama scored a touchdown late. David Palmer, remember him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Converted good, the two-point conversion, 17-17. It's the last tie in Alabama history. That's amazing. That was David Fulmer Palmer was fun.
2: First, yeah. As he when was I was fun. growing up, he was a, one of my favorite players to watch for sure. No question. So, but well, then you said Philip Fulmer 10 victories against Alabama. Can you believe
1: that? I can't picture a coach now. They'd take one coach with just one, exactly. So, we'll find out on Saturday. It's going to be a great, great weekend. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on our Wednesday edition of the uh CFB Nation, CFB Nation All America podcast. Tune in to look for us first. Read. Bill stuff on sportingnews.com. He'll be all over over reactions bull projections against the spread picks. He's going to have a Penn State Michigan column this week. I'm going to have a Tennessee Alabama column this week. tons to, tons to talk about. big week and we will see you next week uh, with our podcast on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thanks for joining everybody.